0: This is Katie Maxwell and I'm Lauren Paris. We're your hosts of Voices of the Earth, a Faith in Place
1: podcast.
0: We explore the intersection of spirituality, the environment, and
1: justice. Hey everyone, welcome back to Voices of the Earth. My name is Katie Maxwell and I'm really excited to be having another episode conversation with my amazing co-host Lauren. How are you today, Lauren? Hey, Katie. I'm good. I'm excited, but also not excited
0: for this Midwest winter.
1: <laughs> How are you? A feeling about the same. The cold came on really quickly, and um, you know, it's here. It's happening. Um, <laughs> kind of crying emoji face is is my general feeling right now um, about. The cold um, was not ready for that. I was like out this weekend and walking around and was not wearing the, the warmest coat and realized my mistake very early on and couldn't do anything about it. Um, but here we are, and we're going to be talking a lot about the Midwest today in our episode. We have Alexander Malco, our new Wisconsin policy coordinator, Um, with us as our guest, and he's going to be touching on an exciting climate campaign that he's been working on in Wisconsin, um, which is a really exciting development for our group because Faith in Place has been working in Wisconsin for about the last 10 months. Um, And it's just one of many things that's happening uh, in the area and for our organization. Um, But why, Lauren, is this kind of like a big thing for the Midwest, for Faith in Place. What are your thoughts on that? Yes, I'm really
0: excited to be branching out into Indiana and Wisconsin. Um, As many people know, the Midwest is not exempt to the impacts of climate change, and we also contribute a lot to the problem. Um, So we're already experiencing the impacts with increased temperatures, heat waves, and flooding. And Uh, Some of you may not know this, but I recently learned that as of 2019, Illinois, Indiana, and Wisconsin were actually responsible for over 10% of total U.S. CO2 emissions, contributing to the country's record of being the second largest emitter of greenhouse gases globally. So that was a shocking statistic for uh, me to sort of digest. What about you, Katie?
1: Yeah, it was for me as well. And I think it further motivates my feelings about the work that Faith in Place can do in these three states. Um, It just further emphasizes the impact that we can have and the work that we need to do in order to address the root causes of climate change and also empower people of all faiths and all spiritualities to see their stake in taking action on climate.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it's been great to partner with folks from uh, Interfaith Power and Light who are already working in Indiana and Wisconsin and doing some great work there. So it's been really nice to partner with them um, as they help us sort of uh, expand our work into those states with them as well. Um, and yeah, I'm just excited for this new chapter. I feel like I've lived in Illinois my most of my life and um, it's really great to see the work that's happening in Wisconsin and Indiana and to see how we can broader our impact, broaden our impact beyond Illinois. Um, and I just I can't wait to talk about how this, um, how this new journey is going for us and to hear from Alexander as he expands on some awesome Wisconsin-focused campaigns that he's been working on and how they're helping us do that.
1: Before we bring Alexander on the show, here's a little bit about him. Alexander lives in Madison, Wisconsin. He received his Bachelor of Arts in Urban Studies and is working toward completing his Master in Public Administration from the University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee. He is passionate about environmental and social justice, advocacy, and politics. Before joining Faith in Place in June of 2022, Alexander's interest in justice led him to co-found Housing Navigation Services of Dane County. It's a program that assists individuals, families, and young adults to get housed quickly and systematically. In his free time, Alexander enjoys bicycling, coaching basketball, reading, and volunteering in his community. We're so excited to welcome him to talk about his work in Wisconsin, including the Climate Action Campaign. Let's get into it.
0: Thanks for joining us, Alexander. Welcome to the show.
2: Thank you, Katie and Lauren. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be on today.
0: Yes. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, so you're a new staff member and we're excited to have this opportunity on the podcast today for our audience to get to know you better. What would you like to share with us that your bio uh, didn't state?
2: Yeah, I think my bio is missing that I'm an avid cook and I really <laughs> enjoy making yeah vegetarian and vegan-friendly meals. Um I've cooked for a long time and I find it therapeutic. So I find myself cooking it up in the kitchen very often. So our listeners should know that there's a chef uh, on air today.
0: I love that Katie and I also love to cook. We had a whole episode about food um, and I'm mostly vegan and I know Katie eats um, a lot of plant-based foods too. So you'll have to come cook for us one day. (laughs) We can have a cook off. I love it. Um, Awesome. Well, jumping right into things, we want to know what makes you excited about your work with Faith in Place and what are you hoping to accomplish in Wisconsin?
2: Yeah, that's a great question, Lauren. You know, I joined Faith in Place in June and I was really excited to bring that public policy and lobbying experience I've had in the past. You noted in my bio that I co-founded Housing Navigation Services and a lot of that program was working on advocating for affordable housing in the sphere here in Dane County always been climate justice-oriented. I think this is a great time to strike with the Inflation Reduction Act. We'll learn more in the episode today about the Climate Action Campaign in Wisconsin and how this funding has really helped support my work. Um, We have the upcoming legislative session starting in January and really looking to make an impact in our program areas of uh, air, climate and energy, democracy, health, um, recreation, and water. So there's really a lot of advancements we can do in our state. And as I stated, this is going to be a perfect opportunity for us to advance um, our policy platform.
1: Well, Alexander, I'm excited to have you on the show too, and to learn about your cooking skills. Definitely want to hear more about that at a later date. Do you have any favorite meals that you like to?
2: I do. So I studied abroad and lived in Morocco for some time. And I really enjoy couscous and there's a, a dish called zaluk, which is tomato based with onions and it's kind of like a filler and pita bread. Um, I like simple dishes. I kind of have that home-style cooking and feel. And as a working professional, I usually opt for fast and inexpensive. So I think, you know, any dish that can meet those requirements is usually a good start for me. And I think those on the podcast today can understand that similar pitch. So Um, Yeah, well, maybe I can take some recipes from from your and Lauren's uh, cookbooks.
1: Yeah, for sure. Fast and inexpensive is definitely a trend that we have. Um, We also like to do that. Um, And I think it makes sense for, you know, working in a nonprofit space and being busy with um, political action in Wisconsin all of the time You mentioned briefly that you um, are starting or you're excited about the funding that the Climate Action Campaign has offered you for your work in Wisconsin. So can you tell us a little bit about what the campaign is and what it is trying to achieve?
2: Yeah, that's an excellent question, Katie. So. The Climate Action Campaign is a coalition of major national environment, environmental justice, public health groups working together to really drive ambitious, uh, durable federal action based on science to address the climate crisis. And the collective goal of these organizations is to reduce climate pollution and accelerate the transition to clean energy in a sustainable society in ways that focus on justice, jobs, improving health and quality of life for all. So we are seeking federal climate action, and the campaign's goals include cutting pollution that worsens the climate crisis, especially in overburdened communities, rebuilding our economy, creating new jobs through both congressional and administrative actions. So, you know, in 2022, Congress passed and President Biden signed into law the Inflation Reduction Act, which as we now know, was the largest investment in climate, communities, clean energy and jobs ever. And these unprecedented investments included in this act will cut climate pollution and accelerate that transition to clean energy, all the while protecting our air, our climate, our health and our communities. So we're really looking to advance and push that as the climate action campaign targeted Wisconsin as a key state. And our target here in the um, state of Wisconsin is the federal administration. So uh, on Biden, on the Environmental Protection Agency, and we'll hear a little bit more about that later.
1: That's great. Thank you for giving us a little bit of an overview about the campaign. Um, I'm curious if you can expand a little bit more and say how, like, how does Faith in Place fit into the work? Um, We're often focused on state-based advocacy. Why is it important that we partner with the Climate Action Campaign on federal level policy and advocacy work?
2: Yeah. You know, being a newer staff member to Faith in Place, I find that the orientation around the faith-based community is really critical. And having that voice and representation in our state and working in conjunction with a federal campaign is important as well, especially as our presence in Wisconsin is growing. It allows us to have a bit more nationalized exposure. Um, We had our state launch of the campaign in September, and that was covered by numerous outlets. So it's nice to have that solidified recognition from something that is DC-based and allows us to uh, focus our work in Wisconsin. So it's a a partnership that is burgeoning and that we are happy to be moving along with.
0: That's amazing. Thanks for sharing, Alexander. Um, And I noticed that you were also working uh, as a part of the Climate Action Campaign on a subset campaign called Solutions for Pollution. Can you speak a little bit more about that?
2: Yeah, that's a great question, Lauren. Uh, So Solutions for Pollution is really looking to work on the 20 actionable steps that are set out in the campaign and those advocating for cleaning up power plants and industrial pollution, uh, cleaning up transportation, using economic power to limit climate risk and drive a cleaner marketplace. So some of the things that we've done since we Launch the Solutions for Pollution campaign in conjunction with that partnership, as I mentioned previously with the CAC, is um, the state launch outside of Wisconsin State Capitol at the end of September. We recently had an EPA drop-off event, um, which was a successful kind of grassroots advocacy effort um, that was earlier this month, and we can dive into that later. But Solutions for Pollution is really looking to call the administration to implement About 20 federal protections included uh, in the coalition's effort, along with the Inflation Reduction Act that would help us get the way to meeting the president's climate commitments. So we're looking for, as a tangible goal, um, which asks the Biden administration to set the strongest pollution protections across federal agencies to make good on the president's promise to cut climate pollution by 50 to 52 percent by 2030, advance justice and protect our health and environment.
1: Those are great goals, and they sound like they fit really well with the work that Faith in Place is doing to increase um, justice, create jobs in the burgeoning environmental um, renewable energy sector, especially after um, passing the Climate and Equitable Jobs Campaign in Illinois. I know that's Illinois-based, and this is more Wisconsin-based, but I think the same logic applies that we as an organization are really invested in making sure the transition to renewable energy is a just one and one that doesn't allow polluters to go and leave um, whatever industrial site that they have created and run for however many years um, as is without cleaning up their mess, just letting them go scot-free. So, that's exciting and and sounds really energizing. Can you speak to any specific um sites in Wisconsin that um would be targeted by cleaning up their pollution?
2: Yeah, that's a excellent question. And there's a target uh, here, the Oak Creek Power Plant. It's a coal based base load operating twenty four hours a day. Um, generating a lot of power for the southeastern portion of the state. And this has been on um, plans to shut down for numerous years now. Um, And it's been kind of delayed with we energies, we have spoken with various um, advocates and activists across the state on how we can push the closure of this at a more rapid pace. But as we know, the transition um, can be stalled, and really using the efforts and kind of grassroots advocacy building, and you know, as a registered lobbyist in our state, that direct lobbying presence to really kind of put pressure on our elected officials to make this transition a bit more smooth. And we know and recognize that yes, we will and are attempting to make these these goals uh, um, achievable, as I mentioned earlier. But it's going to take time it's going to take resolution, it'll take persistence, and it's a collection of organizations and people that make this happen, right? You know, the populace is pushing the politics in a certain direction, and here I get to see that play out in, in the state capital. So um, th- that would be one example of uh, something that would be directly affected by, by that.
0: That's great. I love um, that our work is so team-based. Um, it's <laughs> it's not just one organization or one politician that um, makes makes our goals come to life and fixes the issue. It's um, grassroots efforts and working with policymakers, and um, that's really inspiring to me because in, in my experience mainly was seeing SEJA, the Climate and Equitable Jobs Act. Um get passed in Illinois. And just to see the collective effort on that was so inspiring. and i'm I'm really excited to see that happen in Wisconsin as we continue, and you continue your great work there.
2: Thank you, Lauren. Yeah, that's something I'm really excited for too. you know, coming into faith in place, I was so eager to learn about the passing of that legislation and and y'all's role in that. um speaking with the policy director, Pastor Scott Anquay, and his efforts in leading that coalition. And like you said, I think this work, is designed and instilled a level of hope in people. And we need that collective energy and hope that keeps pushing us forward and makes us want advancements in our world because we know that we want to leave this better than we found it. So, right. That grassroots advocacy power is not to be underscored and is something um, as a lobbyist that is really critical and kind of launches into our, our green team model here at Faith in Place as well. So I think, again, we can't underscore the everyday actions of all of us, even making behavioral changes at the individual level can have that impact that we like to see. So yeah, I I love your words, Lauren. That's great.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And um, speaking of that team effort, I know you you recently dropped off a number of organizational sign-on letters at the EPA region five office in Chicago. I know you, previously mentioned that, but could you tell us a little bit more about what happened there and who you met and how it all went?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, a little sneak peek earlier, but the EPA drop-off event was on the 14th uh, of November, and this was a successful grassroots advocacy effort in which we had partners from various Midwestern states descend upon um, the EPA's regional office in Chicago. And the sign-on letter was comprised of about 166 organizations representing millions of members. And the letter's tone was more applauding the U.S., uh, EPA, and federal agencies and restoring science-based decision-making to federal agencies as they develop solutions for pollution that will protect public health, I think, as we saw with the previous administration at the federal level. There was a level of removal from some of that science-based decision-making. So the letter addressed, you know, deep concern about the delay of various actions, including soot, which um, when exposed causes increased infant mortality, uh, cardiovascular disease, asthma, diabetes, cognitive impairments, and even premature deaths. Um, and as often as we know, these, in this case, these health burdens are typically disproportionately borne by communities already overburdened by pollution and particularly lower income households and communities of color who are more likely to live near heavily polluting facilities and high traffic roads. So it's, it's really important for us to keep advancing and pushing these efforts and our tactics in which we try to engage the community, engage elected officials, engage those decision makers at federal agencies and, you know, localized efforts too are all really critical in advancing our mission.
1: So now that you have had that really amazing opportunity to drop off those letters, uh, what are you planning to do next with the campaign and how can people get involved?
2: Oh, this question makes me smile behind the podcast, Mike. Um, So I will be giving public testimony in January at the EPA uh, regarding the methane rule and uh, submitting comments to the EPA is an ask that I would have to our community at Faith in Place and the EPA has released a proposed rule to cut methane and other harmful pollutants from oil and gas operations across the U.S. Uh, And this proposal is an important step towards addressing the climate crisis and protecting the health and safety of communities across the country. So we have a um, climate action campaign document that you can sign. It's fairly straightforward. You insert your name, your email, your city, your state, zip, and a few other pertinent information. And you can submit a comment to the EPA on why they should be setting the strongest standards possible. So that would be something that's happening in January. I am also looking for volunteers uh, for our state's effort um, in Wisconsin. So we are really looking to have volunteers get involved how they can. That could be co-tabling with me at certain events around Dane County. I also travel around the state for um, relevant events that I get invited to or speak at houses of worship. so there's a, there's a few ways in which you can get involved. I'm always looking to um, plan things in the future a little bit further out. We're having our spring advocacy day and we're starting the planning with that and how we're getting other agencies involved um, to promote our mission in policy platform during the upcoming legislative session. And we're going to look for volunteers to get involved with that as we want to make a, a large presence on the state capitol this um, session. So yeah, there's, there's lots of opportunities, and I'm always open to those who want to volunteer their time, um, have questions, are or, or concerned about the environment, but don't know how to get involved, but want to know more. Hey, let's set up a time to chat. I'm, I'm always available, email or text or call. I do all the things, all the socials. Just reach out to me, and we can set up a conversation in which we, we can tackle these um, steps together. I think everyone has skills to bear and energy to give. And I really think, again, this, I mentioned, it's really a collective effort for us to make some of these things happen that we wanna see in the world. And I believe that wholeheartedly, um, so.
0: That's great. Thanks for telling us about that opportunity, Alexander. I think that's great. Um, there are so many people that I know personally who wanna get involved in the climate movement and in public policy, and they just don't know where to start. They might have not gone to school for that or feel like they don't have the knowledge um, to really dive into that professionally. But I think that this is a great opportunity for folks to get started. Um, So thanks for sharing that. And I wanted to end with beyond the climate action campaign, what else is happening in Wisconsin, if anything that you'd like our audience to know about?
2: Yeah, well, we're just getting off the midterm election. So we're really seeing, you know, um, a level of change at our government structure here at the state. You know, I think we had a big get out the vote push campaign here at Faith in Place. I think politics don't just end at election season, right? There's something as a citizen we need to stay engaged with, you know, we need to be going to meetings, you need to be learning about the policies that affect our day to day life at, you know, the local, the state and the national level, it's, it's critical, they follow you around your whole life. And, you know, to be an engaged voice in the world, you, you need to make that effort. And I think it's, we're born with that responsibility to, to lead a life in that way. You know, every person's guilty of all the good they didn't do. Right. So I think getting engaged in politics, especially in a state in Wisconsin, where it's so highly variable, what election season brings, what results, whatever partisan position you placed on aren't either. You know, it's really important to go to those hearings, to submit comments, to ask your legislators questions, to call, to show up at the state capitol, um, to get involved. You find out there's a lot of people who really care. And that's the sort of energy that I love to see because it makes me so much more engaged and passionate when I work, when I realize that there's people who care and apathy doesn't rule, right? Right. So I I think in in Wisconsin and for our organization as a whole, it's really great to see that. And I think, again, um, as I mentioned earlier in our conversation with the Inflation Reduction Act, this is a great time for us to strike and to really see some advancements in our world. So I'm very eager to see what's uh, next.
0: Yes, I'm eager as well. Uh, Thank you so much for sharing today, Alexander. Um, I hope that our audience is interested in volunteering with Alexander and the Wisconsin Climate Action Campaign. If you'd like to get more involved, we will link that um, sign-up sheet in the show notes, as well as the petition that Alexander referenced. And Other than that, thank you so much, Alexander. We really appreciate hearing your perspective and hearing about the great work that you're doing, and we're excited to continue the conversation moving forward. And thank you for being a part of Faith in Place.
2: Thank you both so much. I'm honored to be a guest today, and I only hope that I get uh, another introduction in the future. So thank you both so much. It was my pleasure.
1: It's really been a joy to have you on. So thank you so much, Alexander, for explaining the climate action campaign to us and for taking some time out of your day to chat with us. We really appreciate it. This podcast is a creation of Faith in Place, a multi-faith environmental justice nonprofit based in Illinois, Indiana, and Wisconsin. We are the proud affiliate of Interfaith Power & Light and we are on a mission to empower people of all faiths and spiritualities to be leaders in caring for the earth, providing resources to educate, connect, and advocate for healthier communities. This week's episode was produced by Brogan Malloy. Your hosts are Katie Maxwell and Lauren Paris. Our theme song is Sweet Talk by Tyra Chatney. Please, rate, review, or share this podcast with someone who might enjoy it. We can be found wherever you listen to podcasts, including Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and more. If you enjoy this podcast, please support the work of Faith in Place by donating. Please go to faithinplace.org forward slash donate. Your support means we can empower more youth engage with more green teams and advocate for better climate policies that put people and the planet first. And please follow our social media pages on Twitter at voices underscore of underscore earth and on Instagram at voices of earth podcast. Thanks for listening.